You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. I'm here with T Wake. What That's up? the rap name for Tommy Wakefield. Tommy, have you rapped before, by the way? Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you good? I, I guess. can see you being pretty. What do you mean, you guess? I'm coming out with a little rap album with my friend Aaron Monte. <laughs> I tried to rap one time. I'm terrible because I have bad diction. Uh, I, have I have bad diction, diction, so I'm like, I'm like, I should do a podcast with my bad diction. Um, you but, probably have fine diction. You could rap. No, my diction has gotten better over the years, but it was like, you know, I'm coming out of like white white trash cocoon of like uh-huh. just coming up like just like like sloppy ass. I told you that. I used to have a lateral lisp. A lateral lisp? I lateral, didn't even know that. It would mean that like a part of my tongue would kind of get would go between my teeth, so I just sort of it was it kind of lends itself to like a southern accent that type of thing. It wasn't like a whistle thing, but Sure. There's a lateral lisp, and then there's the lisp where you put your tongue between your teeth, like this one in yeah. the front. Um, it's been the bane of my existence my whole fucking life, my lisp. So, really? And my diction has never been good. So I tried to do a rap one time, and I was like, holy shit, this is really difficult. You could be a rapper with a lisp. I guess so, but you still have to have like a very, like, you have to have a flow. You do have to have a flow. What's your flow? You Who would you say your style is like? I mean, you, can you can you like... <laughs> I always think that I'm always impressed like when people can go fast. Right. That used to be like the hip thing. Is it used to be how fast can you go? That was like Eminem. Well, it shows off skills. Tech 9 early 2000s. That was a fad for a while. But I think after a while people were like we can't even understand what you're fucking saying. Yeah. This is not musically satisfying. Although Eminem was pretty good at being understandable while he was going a million miles an hour. Yeah, but like not like on Rap God you're not really comprehending what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't know. I think that is why and this is not an There's a limit to rap. how entertaining that can be. I think that's why what his first album was like Hey kids, you like Primus? You want to put a nine inch nail? One of your, like he was really slow in his first like debut rap. Yeah, I think the his early stuff is better because they were trying to be like, look, he's about to come up with the speech shit, but let's just show you that he can flow for sure. Or like, or like, you can do go fast for part of the song, but not the whole time. Yeah, or it's just well, ra- t- gets redundant. Will you freestyle right now, Tommy? No. Oh my god. <laughs> why, what? Freestyle you about the debate. No, no. A freestyle <laughs> rap about the debate, which is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the vice presidential debate, and for um, <sighs> for the sake of having a lively conversation. Mm-hmm. Remember, Tommy, don't interrupt me or woke explain me. I'm speaking. <laughs> um, I'm going to be devil devils advocating a lot for Tommy's extreme far-left Antifa communism <laughs> that he espouses uh-huh. on a daily basis. Um, so first of all, <laughs> the debate between Mike Pence and Kamala Harris. Yeah. Guys say Kamala Harris. Can't say Kamala. Sure. We all, we all learned her name. Um, I'll start with that from the beginning. 
one of the things that people, uh, I'm sorry, I'm blowing smoke. I am smoking. I've, I've, I have a stressful life right now for reasons I will not disclose. It's fine. Uh, but one thing that I, I did hear on some of the social media was that people were annoyed that she was called by her name as opposed to Senator Harris. Didn't the moderator like immediately apologize though? Oh, I missed that. I saw a part where the moderator was like, Kamala, I mean, Senator Harris. Sorry. But he only called her Kamala. Oh, Mike Pence called Mike her Kamala. Mike Pence called her Kamala. He never called her Senator Harris. Okay, sure, sure. So that was like the f- one, of, one of the many things that I saw that resonated with the idea that he is uh, a misogynist or a sexist. I don't really know the differences between a misogynist and a sexist. Are they the same thing? Are they synonymous? Yeah, pretty much. Chauvinist, they're all kind of like different sides. But misogynist means like you hate women. And sexist just means you think you're better than women or you think I think it's similar. I've heard them both used. Interchangeably. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So we we don't have to do it chronologically because I don't remember it well enough to go chronologically. Yeah, me neither. I do like the fact, who is the moderator again? Susan? Yeah, somebody. Susan. Susan. (laughs) That she said, she's basically like, listen guys, listen guys. We're not going to have the same bullshit where we're like talking to each other and I'm not going to allow that type of behavior on my debate stage. Sure. Which I thought was good. I mean, she didn't name Trump necessarily, although I think she maybe should have. Um, so, first off, what is your general impression having watched the debate? Um, I mean... They both did fine. I coming away from it, I'm kind of like, it barely matters. Yeah, the vice presidential debate. It uh, they both kind of. I mean, obviously, I favored Kamala's performance because, like, Mike Pence just doesn't have a leg to stand on in really any of the stuff he's talking about. Like, I think he. Gave a very measured, composed performance, as we all expected. He was very, like, fucking calm, cool, collected, yes. kind of sociopath, mm-hmm. serial killer vibe, Mike Pence, as he always is. And uh, and he kind of, like, just dropped his little lines and his little lies. Then Kamala was also kind of disingenuous for a large portions of it but had better lines my most of my criticisms of kamala were that she just kind of like sold out the left every chance she got what I, do you mean? I feel the same way about joe biden like most of my criticisms of kamala would be criticisms from the left you know what i mean like <laughs> mike pence will be like they want to ban fracking. They want to ban fracking. And she'll be like, no, we don't. We love fracking. We love it. We would never ban fracking. Why not? Just lean into that. Good. <laughs> Fuck fracking. It's bad. It's causing earthquakes. Wait, fracking is causing earthquakes? Yes. <laughs> now, is that is that a known fact? I believe that it is known. We might have to fact check our podcast, too. We, I mean, we, we can fact check it. That is my understanding is that it is. Fracking is causing earthquakes. It is contrib well. It is contributing to climate change. First of all, because it's because it's fossil fuels. Because it is uh, perpetuating the use of fossil fuels global globally, and then 
fracking in the oceans is really bad because you can have oil spills. And then fracking on land, my understanding is that like digging that deep into the land is causing earthquakes and disturbing the tectonic plates. Whoa. Among other environmental damage. Did you damage just drop tectonic plates on me right I now? I dropped mother- tectonic plates. That's my rap group. The tectonic <laughs> plates. Um, I've never heard that before. I don't disbelieve you. I imagine that is probably true. I've heard that a, a good bit, but I'm going to be honest. I am not a scientist. Yeah. That is just my understanding. Yes. So as a disclaimer, we have two people who don't really know anything really anything about what we're talking we're not finance I majors i definitely know 60 percent of what i'm talking about okay yes don't let bill <laughs> fool you 60 percent of what i say is true <laughs> now the argument the countervailing argument would have to that is like right now the world writ large is run on fossil fuels for energy right sure it is true now there is obviously any sentient being with a prefrontal cortex would agree that it'd be better to move to green energy right and we are making steps. Yeah. So the difference is, I guess, one of the big lines are being drawn is like, do we make that as a quantum move where we forsake fossil fuels or is it something that we want to keep edging towards with a hope that the technology will so good it becomes irrelevant to use fossil fuels? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I but mean, th- that's my perspective on it. But don't you feel... So, for example, if we decided to do the Green New Deal, and that's something I want to ask you about because I don't know enough about it. Apparently... Every time that the Republicans bring up the Green New Deal. They're like, whoa, they want to do the Green New Deal. It's like this big talking point. Like That's a fucking dunk for the Republicans yeah. for some reason. And then Kamala will be like, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Easy. I didn't... The Did green you say New Green New Deal? No, I don't know any Green I don't. never heard of her. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why not? <laughs> that's what we need to do. I know, but we're, we're in an election where we have to get people to vote for your side and you have to get the blue collar fossil fuel dependent people you know how many truckers there are in america the amount of trucking in america i think it's like why do truckers like fracking because it makes gas prices go down to them that's their perspective i think the general feeling about fracking is that like he's mike pence's point in the debate was that it's job creation sure and i'm like what how many possible jobs can fracking bring to the united states compared to the jobs we could be investing in in green energy which is the future yeah making more fracking windmills that cause cancer you don't want those cancer causing Uh, windmills i know um well i guess the thing about that is it is for the first time i understand for the first time in the past hundred years we are not dependent on other energy we're not dependent on foreign oil for right. our cars like we can basically we can be independent which is which is good that we're not beholden to Saudi Arabia and all these awful regimes for our oil right and I that mean, is something that fracking hypothetically, gave us. even though we still are just like cozying up to Saudi Arabia for whatever reason oh because they have comedy clubs there we want to start opening those up <laughs> yeah yeah um, yeah I don't really quite know the whole all the logistics with Saudi Arabia and why I, I'd like to think it, it can't just be all about oil but maybe it is. Maybe everything is, at the end of the day, about oil for now. Uh, it's about, like, oil and money and control in the Middle East. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, 
So the fracking thing, I don't know enough about everything regarding fracking. My understanding, I haven't heard anything. All I really know about fracking is I see a lot of it's like- It's terrible for the environment and it's perpetuating the use of fossil fuels in yes. the future. But I guess it's making a shit ton of money for the donors. And it's making a shit ton of money for a bunch of rednecks in Montana and Wyoming, as you can see from TV shows like Yellowstone and there's one called like Blood and Oil. It basically turned Montana into like a mafia state. Hmm. You know, because like whoever's land had oil on it. Yeah, all of a sudden you're like this instant fucking multimillionaire, sure. and then you have people fighting for land oil, and it became like there are dead bodies f- floating up everywhere. I think <laughs> we should nationalize oil. I think oil in the United States should be uh, used to fund government programs, and that it shouldn't belong to private entities. But that's me. I'm a little I'm a little lefty boy. People would hate to hear that. So that, in other words, that would mean every, ga- every gas station would be publicly owned, too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> U.S. Gov gas. All of that money would go into funding, uh, like, electric cars and stuff, so that we wouldn't have to use gas anymore. Now, is that a, is that a thought-out plan that you've heard of, or you just, like, smoke some weed and were like, this would be a cool idea? Um, that is a concept that exists, nationalizing uh, resources. Uh-huh. That's something that they do in. Uh, I mean, some Nor- places. in Norway, right? Are, yeah, yeah. Also, like uh, Alaska, kind of does something like that, mm-hmm. where Alaska had hella resources and oil, and uh, in exchange for destroying the environment in Alaska, they pay a universal basic income to all of their citizens. So, if you live in Alaska, you make like. Two thousand oh, dollars right a year. About I just t- I had someone on the podcast. It's in the Simpsons movie. Who was from Alaska, and she just ran out of her her monthly fucking Alaska resident stipend. Yeah, that's from oil, I believe. Yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. So that should be nationwide. Yeah. Now, I guess part of me doesn't really understand like how bad fracking is. That's part of what I'm I'm because I get get yeah you're contributing to fossil fuels. I understand that, but for right, right now. At least 80% of cars run on oil and all trucks run on oil right now. So we can't get rid of the trucking industry completely because it's something like 20% of the middle class or some fucking ridiculously large number. Yeah, but AI is going to replace it in the next 10 years. Yes, that's true. So, But don't you think – so my argument argument for the fracking idea is that if Pence is like – Guys, we gotta just keep fracking, fracking okay. and blah 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 blah. Then the idea is that the technology, my understanding, the technology for green energy is there for some things and not there for other things, and the, other the efficiency thing say, will be increased. Fra- the issue of fracking is separate from the trucking issue because trucking is not dependent on the U.S. oil production. Like, regardless of where we get our oil, trucking is still going to exist. Yeah, it's all about like. Uh, the people who are actually mining the oil through fracking. So, like, that's just oil companies that are making money. Yeah, yeah. And then the locals around it who are working on it and having their own feel, you know, obviously. I mean, obviously, there's a, there's enough of an economic incentive that there are enough people that would be really fucking pissed about Biden banning fracking. Like, that would probably It cut must off. be a swing state thing. That's oh, it's gotta be. That's my only explanation for why they are like so defensive about it is it's like maybe a swing state thing yeah that makes sense yeah so the debate starts with them going on about the covid response right and naturally 
I kind of feel that it was almost like a miss for Kamala with that stuff. Because I kind of felt she could have really harped on the fact that, like, Trump mocked it. He made fun of masks. Yeah. And now he has it. And he set up a super spreader in the fucking Rose Garden. And all these people have it now. And he endangered all these lives. Like, it just goes to show that's just a, a metaphor for how we fucking handled it from the get-go. And then Pence said, well, Trump was one... He, he shut down all travel from China, which is not true. He didn't shut down all travel from China, which I know got... That talking point is so stupid from the fucking Republicans. Yeah. Why? Because... It's like uh, their only argument for why they did a great job on COVID yeah. is that they banned travel from China as if that fucking changed anything. No, <laughs> the virus still got here. Yeah, They were like, we probably saved hundreds of thousands of lives. How? How? The virus got here and it spread to the entire country. Yeah. They didn't change anything. That's true. What would have changed something is once it got here, if we responded... Like it was a serious threat, which so we what, did not. So I guess my question is, so if you look at the all the arguments circulating around COVID, so what what would be the... Because what Penn said was, he goes, hey, listen, what Biden's plan is, is basically what we've been doing already. So, sure. which I don't know what the fuck that means, but... um. So what would have been... So go back. To be fair, way back I don't machine. really know what Biden's plan is either. I mean, apparently it's the same same shit. So going back to the Wayback Machine, so let's say Biden was president and Kamala mm-hmm. was president. Right. What would have happened differently? How would it have happened differently? Because I think the argument that a lot of Republicans have is um, this virus is just a, a stubborn, pesky virus, and it's going to make its way through a population, period. Mm-hmm. And all you can do is protect the vulnerable. So the idea that because if you look at the cases, you look at the deaths, which is the real metric you want to measure, um, a lot of those deaths are in nursing homes where early on they weren't protected well enough. Right. And if you remove those deaths from the equation, then you have a much less serious disease just by the numbers. So I guess the argument is like, well, what could Trump have done differently to, to shut it down? Just lock the country down longer, earlier? Because it seems like lockdowns don't really fucking do much. We have a lock. We've had a lockdown in LA since the since March fifteenth, and we're still one of the hot spots in the country. I don't know what lockdowns are really yeah, doing. Yeah, but how can you say that when there's so many other countries that are working examples of like handling it the right way? Yeah, like almost every other country, like literally Canada. I mean, they br- bring it up in the debate. Canada, we have two point five times the amount of deaths that Canada does. They're right there. Yeah. We could have done universal masks. We could have literally sent every single household in America like 20 masks. We is, that what, is that what other countries said? They sent people masks? I don't know. I'm just like spitballing here. Yeah. Uh, the lockdowns were kind of like arbitrary and they ended up hurting us a lot because... Other countries did lockdowns, but they also did economic stimulus. We literally gave people a $1,200 check. So fucking stupid. Yeah. Our economy tanked because we did not save it. Yeah. Like, France is literally, uh, like, socializing all of their wages. They're literally paying 80% of the entire population's wages Wow. to keep the economy going. They're doing this t- kind of stuff. I mean, Canada, everyone's getting $2,000 a month. 
since the beginning because no one's working. And here we're just like, everyone's free for all except all of the corporations got like $4 trillion. Yeah. All of the money that went out in the stimulus package went to corporations. Yeah. None of it went to us. It's crazy because the SB loan, the small business loan. Yeah. I've talked to, and I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here, but I've talked to so many people who got that loan. Because part of it is like, if you're just like someone who cross your T's and dots your I's and you're like, you're at your computer and you know how to fucking file and organize and do shit. Yeah. You can get an SB, SB loan. And I've had people who had like really rinky dink production companies, which basically like they got an LLC and made nothing with their quote unquote production company. Right. But they still got ten grand, you know, yeah. for these grants or not loans, really, just fucking forgivable loans. Totally. Um, but I think normal working people got didn't get shit. Didn't get shit. All of the like quote unquote essential workers did not get shit. They didn't even get the unemployment benefits, and they're the ones out there putting themselves at risk. I think they should have gotten uh, uh, some type of financial, yeah, help. But you know, the the, the federal six hundred dollars extra a week. That people got for unemployment. Great idea. But was it? But everyone should have gotten that. It shouldn't have just been for unemployed people. uh, Essential workers should have gotten that too. But you got that, right? I didn't get shit. What? Mm -mm. Well, Tommy, that's your fault because it was there waiting for you if you applied. I was was never on unemployment though. Huh? I was never on unemployment. Oh, because you're still employed by the Laugh Factory. Yeah. Oh, shit. So they fucked you. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Interesting. So, because I keep, I kind of, the one thing I'm stuck on with the COVID stuff is as much as Trump saying, listen, we're doing a great job. We're tremendous. We're doing, we're the best of any country for COVID. Like, obviously, that's, that's flat out lie. stupid. Anything that comes out of his mouth is just bullshit. But I also look back and I go, well, it just seems like this is a virus that people don't really know what the fuck is going on. And I'm not an anti masker or an mm-hmm. anti vaxxer, but there is, for months, we heard, Look, masks don't do fucking shit. They really don't. We heard from Fauci for every fucking for months, for months when this thing started. No Bruh. Bruh? Bruh? months. Maybe like one week. He said that when there was a mask shortage, I'm not and then just, immediately it flipped. I'm not ch- talking about just Fauci. I'm talking about like other doctors, like who were on Joe Rogan, different doctors. They're, they're like, look, these masks don't fucking do anything. Number one and number two, even if they were effective, people people in general don't know how to use masks or touching their. They stuff them their shitty pockets full with lint and crap and then put it on their face and their hands or so it doesn't it sort of like disregards the way that viruses work which is their infinitesimal microscopic thingies i mean rna strands probably be more hygienic with my mask use if we're being honest yeah i mean my, my feeling is that masks more than anything more than the efficacy of how they work they're a constant reminder for people to like keep distance I think that's what my understanding of the masks is that they're just for the people who have it. You might have it and they just block you spreading it. Yeah. That made a lot of sense to me. Like Mm -hmm. I've seen the little diagrams of like people with pants on peeing on each other's leg. Have you seen that? (laughs) So it's like no masks is two people pissing on each other. If you have pants on and someone's peeing on you, you're still getting peed on. But if you both have pants on, you're both just peeing in your pants. <laughs> but you're not peeing on each other. So the masks are for people who have it to not spread. It's not going to protect, protect you. you. If you have a mask on and someone ha- doesn't have a mask on, they're infecting you. 
Got it. I always feel like when I see people with masks, I've seen so many people with masks, they have a mask, and then they take their mask off to sneeze. Like, not in my face, but I see them just like, like it's you. And I'm like, dude, is that, the, is that exactly when you need your mask? When you're sneezing? Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. But it is also fucking gross to sneeze in the mask. <laughs> like, I get that. I get that impulse. Like, that's gross. Yeah. That's like having a tissue pushed up against your face. Yeah. That's nasty. If you sneeze in the mask, you need a new one. And I also think one of the problems with America, other than the fact that America has this weird individualism that we always promote and this manifest destiny is like, we're goddamn Americans. We're so fucking lame. There is is a stubbornness that exudes all across this country, and it's sort of this like divine right of kings, like we are the chosen people of the world. American exceptionalism. American exceptionalism. That's that's what I was looking for. I kept saying saying the wrong thing. But I feel like that applies to fucking everyone, not just like, the the rednecks and the red states i'm talking about a lot of the blue like a lot everything that was happening with all the protests i think that is kind of in a weird way sort of like one step away from like listen as an american with a voice my voice is more important than the risk of covid right now and i felt like i I feel a little disingenuous that people shit on republicans for being anti-maskers when liberals like en masse went out without masks and protests. And even if they did wear they masks... They mostly had masks on. I was at a the lot of times, they, Okay, a lot, a lot of people wore those protests, but still, at the same time, there's obviously no social distance, and social distance seems to be a better barometer for how to stop it than masks. Okay, sure. So, that does strike you as a little bit like, guys. I mean, the people in the protests are like a small fraction but i i guess it's a little bit hypocritical i, I yeah, protest but it doesn't it doesn't bug you but also if you look at the actual numbers of did the protests cause the spikes no they didn't it was do the we know economy. that we do know that it was okay. the economy reopening up they looked at like they traced cell phone mapping or whatever it is is that what we're doing we're doing is that the this contact is one of tracing? the many things that we're doing because i know that when i go to restaurants sometimes they ask for my cell phone number and I'm always like, what do you like? Is this just something you have to play to get a grant from the city, or are you actually like taking my number and triangulating shit? Like, what is the point? Just in case we get it, we call, tell them. I don't know. It doesn't. I don't, I don't get it. Um, like, there's no national database for COVID in America. I, I think the the overall conclusion was that the protests themselves were like couple thousand people you know what i mean mm-hmm. whereas like the economy opening up is like hundreds and hundreds millions of people you know what i mean yeah uh so that's just gonna have a way bigger effect similar to like the trump rallies the yeah. protests versus the trump rallies is probably a similar thing Got I, it. I agree that there is some hypocrisy because the left are the mask people but you know what's so weird about that there are there is what fucking country some other goofy country uh where oh israel mm-hmm. so israel the people who are like what's his face netanyahu who is right wing yeah and his administration is right wing sure they're enforcing a very strict mask mandate mm-hmm. the people protesting that are all the liberals so it's flipped in israel where in israel if you're on the left you are an anti-masker and you're protesting and thinking it's, which seems kind of closer to what the idea of liberalism and conservatism would be. It would seem like the conservatives would be more about 
But I feel like you would think so. But American conservatism is more kind of tied into like American exceptionalism. I think. I think it's become that. It's like American American conservatism at this point is just like a cult. It's like this fucking weird. Uh, Says the Bernie supporter. Anyway, go ahead. To me, though, Bernie is uh, or like the solutions that Sanders and the left are providing are just like logical conclusions to all of the problems that we're facing as a society. Whereas what the right or like the Donald Trump cult proposes as solutions to all of the problems are just like complete denial and kind of like sad ego Mm -hmm. driven weird like like oh we're we're the most free we're the freest to the free is it like it's all symbolism and bullshit but there's no real logic going into any of it yeah i do think that that's i think that is really if you really boil it down to the bare bones that's where we're at we're at the point of choosing a country that is in a state of constant denial yeah. And look, man, there's something to be said for denial in general as human beings. The Trump train is denying, all about denial. Denying bad shit. Because sometimes, like for example, you move out to LA and you want to make it as a comic. Mm-hmm. Or just make it in the business in general as an actor, as anything I hear. The odds are fucking stacked against you. No one fucking cares. It's just such a rare occurrence to get into that like rarefied air of real celebrity and stardom that people seek for when they come out here but you gotta deny that you gotta be a kind of state of like nope i'm special i'm different i'm gonna fucking make it i'm gonna work right. hard and i'm gonna fucking da da and sure. you can be in relationships that are pretty shitty and just be nope it's good we're gonna do it we're and you stick through it like i look at my dad my mom my dad the republican dad who mm-hmm. at one point was in a pretty precarious place with my mom who's like drinking bourbon out of tupperware every day so i think that like he was in denial that like this is a problem and I'm going to just lock up the booze and um, and now they're fine. So there's something about denial does help you get through some pretty shit and the, the left can be like everything's a problem. We, we have to look at everything because everything is systemically sexist, systemically racist, except uh, classist and it can also, then we're in like slippery slope road where like, okay, so the government fucking sucks. What do you want to do? Well, I I think when you're, like, electing lawmakers, you want the people who are addressing problems and coming up with solutions as opposed to the people who are, like, completely delusional... America's perfect. ...science-denying, like... Yeah. ...reactionary, religious kind (laughs) of... You know what I mean? So, in the COVID argument between Pence and, and Kamala... You feel like Kamala definitely. I agree what you said earlier. She definitely like missed all the blows. Like, yeah, I feel like she had so many. What should she, what should to she have said? About. Do you think? Um, she didn't really have a lot of zingers, by the way. And I want it again. Very like the Rose zingers. comic. Theory. I didn't think she did that great. She was pretty boring. She was pretty like. I don't know. She, but I never really liked her that much. She's lame to me. Yeah. Also, her record sucks. She's like her. She's a perfect VP for Biden, honestly, because yeah. they both are like boring, bought neoliberal fucking. Yeah. Hacks. <laughs> They're both just like 
uh, bringing nothing interesting to the table other than like 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 Trump is just truly driving the country off of a cliff and they're like we're going to just park halfway off the cliff. Yeah. And we're not really like we're going to provide a bunch of half measures all of the solutions we're going to kind of do a quarter of that. It's going to be fine. It's going to be less scary. It's going to be a little bit better. It's going to be a little bit it's going to be less worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's truly Hey guys, less worse. And also, I don't know if you've Kamala like Biden. been keeping up with the polls, but it is looking very good for Biden. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Crazy good. Like not even close like to the Hillary polls, like 3 4 times bigger. Three, four times bigger? I've heard yeah. it's twice as much, but... I mean... Which is still a lot. Trump is losing every single demographic, including the elderly. He's losing the elderly. Literally, because they're all dying. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he botched COVID. Everyone sees he's a hypocrite. The only demographic he still have is un- white, non-college un- non-college educated. educated. That's the only one he still has. And he's increasing in that demo, for sure. I doubt it. No? All right, so the COVID thing, maybe that was a bit of a wash. I feel like she missed some, she missed some big swings there. She wasn't able to roast him. She didn't roast Trump as much as she should have on COVID, I don't think. And the to, next to thing- me though, on the COVID thing, last thing I'll say, I agree she missed punches, but it's like they've already lost the COVID issue. You yeah. know what I mean? The Trump administration, I think if you asked anyone in the country, just a random person on the street, they did a terrible job. Yeah. And it's their opportunity to win people back, and they have no answers. Yeah. So that's Mike Pence's obligation. Like, I feel like Kamala could say nothing, and she would have won that part of the debate. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the one thing that I do kind of does resonate with me in terms of the COVID response is I think it's pretty fucking clear that Cuomo fucking blows. Like, Andrew Cuomo in New York, what he did was he put old people with COVID back into nursing homes which made it spread like well, like, and he goes, yeah, we made some mistakes, but like, that's the biggest mistake because if you take my understanding is if you take New Jersey and New York out of the equation, we basically have numbers that are comparable with every other country in Europe, if not better than a lot of them. So I don't really know what that means, but that just seems to be a talking point that they always harp on. So okay, so that, that sounds like a Republican talking. Yeah, point. for sure, I get the that. nursing home thing. I heard was a myth. Like, really, no one was actually doing that. <laughs> Like putting people into these like death nursing camps, <laughs> like that's some that's literally like the Republicans always have these bullshit fucking stories like Antifa is a threat, or every liberal is having late term abortions. Literally zero people are having late term abortions. Yeah. This idea that people are nine months pregnant and going like, in and having abortions. I, I I thought about. It. I had a funny dream. No one is doing that. Also. How many people are organizing Antifa rallies and then going out and killing people? Literally zero people. No, no, no. That one person. That one person got shot. That one fucking Trump supporter. Yeah. Meanwhile, on the right, only two days ago, they arrested a right-wing white supremacist militia for a plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. This is like two <laughs> days ago. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. What? Is it because the people on the right are actually crazy and they're just projecting? And they, <laughs> the people on the left are doing stuff. You know what I mean? But all of these stories, these reactionary like right wing talking points, are usually bullshit. Yeah. Anyways, so th- the next thing they talked about, they talked about the economy, 
and taxes. And again, I, I oh, this part made me so fucking mad. Again, now you might want have to take the lead on this because for me, like, I I've always blanched at the fact that taxes have become such an awful word. Like, tax is the same thing as like fucking death and taxes like yeah. murder and homicide tax shouldn't be about like taxes is, is what we fucking paid to have infrastructure and cops and a fire department and schools and everything else like we need taxes to run the fucking country period if only the money went to things that actually mattered yeah i think <laughs> i think it's something like 60 cents of the dollar goes to the military literally the, mike pence and i wish kamala would just call him out on the bullshit because he kept saying well he kept saying they're gonna raise your taxes joe biden is gonna repeal the trump tax cuts that means he's gonna raise your taxes and then kamala said no joe biden's not gonna raise your taxes unless you make more than 140,000 a year than 400 they said or something like that huh what I, think was that? They, I think she said like 400 yeah, yeah. Uh, uh basically one percent yes right and then Mike Pence keeps repeating the thing of, no, 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 you said you'd repeal the Trump tax cuts. That means since Trump cut taxes for everyone, he's going to raise taxes on everyone. It's just like a blatant lie. Yeah. And Kamala couldn't be like, why are you being so disingenuous in implying that everyone's taxes are going to go up? We're not just going to repeal the Trump tax cuts and then do nothing else. We're implementing our own system, obviously. Yeah. You brain dead fucking weird kind of yeah. like <laughs> and that's not really her forte is doesn't seem like she's she she really does she's not really snappy like i think we anticipated her being a bit more snappy because she took down joe biden in the democratic debates but looking back like that wasn't maybe that impressive in hindsight what it she did was to like joe biden. He, he like did a nice soft volleyball set that she was so easily able to spike yeah over a four foot for bet. sure you know what i mean and she's like, oh, this is lined up for me perfectly. When I was a little girl. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I don't know enough about it, but it did seem like he kept harping it, and then Kamala wasn't really... It was one of the situations where, like, I don't fucking know. Like, who's telling the truth here, and there's no real-time fact-checking going on on it, so... Yeah, that would be... That would be nice to have fact-checking. Because without it... It, you unless you already know if yeah. you already know what people's plans are and what people have done then it's like why are you even watching the debate sure. and if you don't know that kind of stuff and you're watching it the debates are super misleading yeah yeah like the trump biden debate i probably would have gotten nothing out of that i mean i didn't nothing. anyway yeah and this debate it's like they're both just gonna paint the blue lie paint the red lie and you got to choose yeah, which which one is the fake news? And you, I also think on top of fact checking, we should see uh, who all their donors are. Yeah, for sure. Who who's paying for these fucking people? How'd they get here? What is their record? And uh, are they lying about what their stated plans are on their website? Yeah, one of the things that I think is amazing that Trump did that he was able to do, which I'm not giving him credit for this, but as far as evil dictators go, sure. It was a pretty pimp-ass move okay. where he just co-opted the term fake news. And the fake news term was originally meant to, to talk about all this Russian trollery shit that happened that said Hillary Clinton is murdering like 
is fucking or like all the pizza gay shit that was the fake news fake news originally about these crazy right wing maybe russia induced conspiracy theories sure that are being promulgated on facebook and different social media platforms totally. like reddit that's where it came out like this is fake news as like guys you should know this when you're watching news some of this stuff is obviously just trolls creating bullshit and then trump took that and made it it, it became his defense for everything even when the last debate the taxes he goes oh that's fake news like and then his reports are, hey, man, it's fake news. They're just going to believe whenever he says fake news. He made uh, everything but fake news fake news. Yeah. So basically, if it's not coming from his mouth, it's not true. Yeah, it's such a great fucking defense. Like, you could be with your girl and just I mean, it's the come classic, too fast. Uh, and she's like, you, you, you have premature ejaculation problems. That's fake news. It's gaslighting. Yeah. It's classic fucking narcissist behavior. Yeah. So the economy stuff, yeah. It, but again, it felt like the way it laid out, again, I look at that, I go, it just feels like if I'm some dipshit like Ken Bone watching, I'm going to go, it's feeling... <laughs> Hilarious. You hear, you hear the Ken Throwback. Bone thing? Huh? Oh, he's back in the news. Ken Bone is back Ken in the news? Ken Bone is back in the... First of all, I wonder Ken Bone's like, I heard some news report about him. I said, let me check him out. He has a fucking following. I bet. The guy has like hundreds of thousands of followers. If his name was not Ken Bone, he would... Exactly. If it was it's Ken such a Smith, weird name. If it was Ken Smith, no one would know. No one cares. It's Ken but Bone. Ken Bone. Ken Bone. Because it has like, it's a little provocative. Yeah. And he's such a fucking nerd ass yeah. looking guy. He's so Midwestern. But he Ken also Bone. is a little, he's, he's a Reddit troll. So he has a little bit of that creepy, that Reddit street cred of being a fucking creep who's talking about fucking his wife without a condom. Jesus. Did you hear about that? No. He's like, yeah, I mean, wait, if we go raw dog. Wait, fucking his wife without a condom? Of course. Or something. Maybe Who his girlfriend. Away with or a condom? Maybe it's his sex doll. I have no idea. But I remember oh, Jesus. they found that out during that. But Ken Bone said, hey, guys, everyone's asking me who I'm voting for, which I guess people still care who Ken Bone is voting for. He goes, I'm not going to vote for Trump. I'm also not going to vote for um, Democrat. I'm voting for Joe Jurgison. Do you know who the fuck Joe Jurgison is? No. I don't know if it's a libertarian, con, not the Green Party. Ken Bone would be a fucking libertarian. And so he put that out there as like a thing like, like that's what I'm going to do and that's the fucking move, guys. And people are like, okay, are you? you just threw your... what's I, Look, I don't understand in general why people <laughs> are doing this weird, like I'm going to pr- prove a point. It's kind of like if I were to go to a frozen yogurt shop and they were to say, I go, oh, I want some yogurt. And they go, well, we have chocolate and vanilla. And I'm like, well, I don't want chocolate and vanilla. I want unicorn jizz. And they were like, well, we don't have unicorn jizz. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to buy shit because in my mind, I deserve unicorn jizz. And then you just leave with no fucking... And then they give you chocolate anyway, but in your head, you feel morally superior that you wanted unicorn jizz. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Joe Jurgensen is like some fucking dipshit who's not going to get like more than like... yeah. 10,000 votes in the goddamn country. So what are you doing? What statement are you making to the world? Is that... Is that I and there know. are a lot of people who are very principled who do shit like that. They're like, I'm not going to vote for anything. I'm going to vote for... My baby, baby, now baby. girlfriend wrote in Bernie Sanders. For this? Yeah. Is in that just California. so... Well, her argument is that it doesn't matter anyway because California is going to go for Biden. But I'm like, ah, I don't know. I... I get the ar- the argument from the left, which is if we just 
keep lying down and taking it from the Democratic Party. We just keep giving them our vote, regardless of them not giving us anything we ask for. Nothing is ever going to change. Yeah. But it's also, like, I don't know. I just hate Trump. I just hate him. Yeah. He's awful. And also, if you look at the Electoral College and you think it's something which more and more Democrats believe is something that should be eradicated, the only way that you eradicate the Electoral College is if you show by incredibly pervasive popular numbers Mm -hmm. that no one wants it. Like, for example... Let's say Joe Biden loses, God forbid, and you have to right. move to Canada, Tommy. Um, and he's won the popular vote by five million. That's a bigger argument for people to make sweeping changes electoral college. I mean, that would be crazy, right? Five million. Well, Hillary won by three million. True. So what based on ten million, how how much does he have to win by before we're like, what? Yeah. What if he won by twenty million? Yeah. <laughs> If everybody in California <laughs> voted for Joe Biden, like literally everybody in California but Joe Biden, he would win the popular vote by 10 million easily. Yeah. There's so many fucking people in this fucking country. It's insane. I think the Senate is stupid too. Have we talked about this? No. The Senate is fucking so stupid to me. Well, that's 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 the Republican Republican argument is that. Really? The Republican argument is like how can California have you know Two senators. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. That's the that's that's the Democratic argument. Like, yeah, oh, well, yeah. How could Democrat? How could California have two senators? And Rhode have, Island like, has Ro- two senators. Or like Wyoming has two senators. They have the sen- South Dakota. I always bring up Rhode Island because it's the most meme-worthy, ridiculous uh, example. Yeah, it is. Li- I mean, how many people live in um, California? I think it's something like God. I forget what the number is, but the ratio of people is like 100 to 1, mm-hmm. at least, to Rhode Island. Yeah. And they have the same representation yes. in Congress. That's yes. absurd to me. Yeah. And then people are like, yeah, but that's the reason why we have the House of Representatives and the Senate. But the yeah, Senate has much more power. the Senate has more power. That's yeah. fucking backwards to me. So how, how would you fix that? <sighs> Does change the number of senators? I don't know how you fix it. I don't know. So, but it seems like it was based on an well, idea. Well, getting rid of the filibuster is a good idea. I don't know about this whole packing the court it's thing for, that it's they keep for, bringing up. California is 40 million people, basically. Okay, 40 to 1. Because yeah. Rhode Island has about a million. So it's 40 to 1. Yeah. So my vote is worth a 40th of what your vote is worth in Rhode Island. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, no. I agree. I think it is fucked up. Or the Senate should be the less powerful House. Yeah, I think that's... But how would you even... So, in other words, Supreme Court nomination... I guess the Senate has to be... Our whole government system is stupid. (laughs) I fucking hate the whole thing. The forefathers were like... They They didn't know what they were getting into. They... They wrote some shit. It was like... There were 13 states at the time. 13 states. They were all like of around the same population size yeah yeah i mean if you read through the documents it's all like super fucked up and very clearly of the time yeah like land owning white men were the only people who had power or influence there was no weaponry there was no internet there was no cars there was no television like shit is so different yeah and we can't even update 
the laws or i mean you can like write an amendment for the constitution but like when was the last time we did something like that yeah been a while yeah i don't know <laughs> start a new country oh well that that therein lies the problem <laughs> So, okay, so I want to go to the next thing. So the tax thing, the COVID thing, and then foreign policy okay. came about. Now, foreign policy, unfortunately, my feeling about foreign policy is this is where Trump and Pence have the most, just on paper, the most things that they can defend, right? Explain. Well, number one, that Trump and Pence are very anti jaina You know what I mean? Right. And- the idea that Trump, that China is as dangerous as Russia, if not more dangerous, is valid. Sure, I agree with that. You know, people like to think that um, it's it's sort of like Russia's evil and China's like... I, I know that Biden was a big fan of China. He thought that China's rise in the global economy was a very good thing for the world writ large, and obviously that's shown to not necessarily be the case. So I think a lot of people are very... I mean, we all love Amazon, but a lot of people are very kind of opposed to to what China represents, what China is doing to the economy. And I feel like... I'm opposed to kind of what China represents for, to a large extent. But I feel like I the... I feel like creepy. The, I feel like it's almost like the left has sided with China and the right has sided with Russia. And you have to look at what's the bigger, bigger threat. And I don't know enough. I don't know that the left has sided with China. Like, I don't think they're cozy with China. Yeah. I also don't think that Trump has been good in foreign policy. Well, I think he's been a fucking disaster across the board for the most so? part. For one, he's uh, his North Korea situation was really stupid. He went over there. He fucking hugged Kim Jong Un, who's now dead. Maybe gave him COVID. Maybe gave him COVID. I mean, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> He went over, he fucking sucked Putin's dick. Mm -hmm. The China trade war, he lost. He hurt American citizens. He really accomplished nothing. China is more powerful yeah, than ever. Yeah, what was the fall of the, these, the China trade war? I don't know enough about the details how he lost. He imposed a whole bunch of tariffs, which just hurt us. Yeah. Because China's a huge fucking economy. China was hardly affected by it. China's thriving, as always. Yeah, China's like, you get that your biggest company, Amazon, needs us all the time. Like every fucking day, every second. He pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement. He pissed off everyone in Europe. Mm -hmm. Everyone, uh, all of our all of our allies basically, I mean Kamala said it pretty well actually. He pissed off all of our allies and he cozied up with all of our enemies for like seemingly no reason. Just yeah. because our enemies are smart and manipulative and we're just nice to him and Trump knows nothing about anything and he yeah. just responds to people who are nice to him. Yeah. So like... Putin was like, oh, Donnie, you have such a big brain. And he was like, oh, thank you. I'll give you all the fucking secrets. <laughs> Whatever you want. You want nuclear codes? <laughs> nuclear codes, I'll give it to you. Couple of my hair, you get nuclear codes. Everyone's, everyone's so mean to me. Oh, Vlad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, of course, the, the China thing, I agree, China's a huge threat. The Iran thing fucking sucks. He got out of the Iran nuclear deal. So, th okay, that's something He that killed their fucking general. Okay, okay. Let's put a pin... Let's talk about this. Because okay. um, I, again, this is something, and this is part of the fun of the podcast, is mm -hmm. like, none, but neither of us are experts. <laughs> sure. But um, the, the death of General 
Soleimani. Jero Soleimani. Um, I understand how angry that made the people of Iran. Right. But it seems pretty clear that Iran is a real sticking point in any peace in the Middle East and the peace in that area in general. So I kind of feel like kowtowing to the mullahs in Iran who are still sort of enthralled to this really fundamentalist Islamic view of how to run the world. We installed them, by the way. We are the reason Iran is the way that it is. Yeah, well, that's fucking everything. everything. in the Middle East, for the most part, is our fault. <laughs> Wait, no way. You think, oh, yeah. You think that the Palestinian-Israel war is, is a fault of the U.S.? Okay, well, I'm not going to say that the Palestine-Israel thing is the fault of the U.S., but we back Israel in that conflict. Sure. So we're involved. Yeah. It is. We are complicit. Yeah. I think when uh, the Israelis kill innocent Palestinian people, we are complicit in that. Okay. You know what I mean? I, I f- yeah, I get what you're saying by that. Because we give them like millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. I also think, I also tend to believe, maybe because I'm Jewish, I beg you, <laughs> is I tend to believe, and I'm not necessarily like a hardcore Zionist and a Yahoo fan, but I tend to believe in this axiom that I've heard that if Palestine, the Palestinians were to lay down their arms, there'd be peace in the Middle East. If Israel would lay down their arms, there'd be no more Israel. So I tend to think that if Israel was not as... <laughs> I think peace in the Middle East is a... Uh, oxymoron? <laughs> is a larger statement than... You know what I mean? Like, the Palestinians are just one tiny piece of the Middle East. Yeah, but they're supported by Hamas, who's support, who supported by Iran. And the fact that this this first of all Trump moves moving the Jerusalem uh, the embassy to Jerusalem, I think it's kind of hard hard to argue that that was a botched foreign policy move. But it's it's meaningless to me. That's like all symbolism. But it's it is it's symbolism is saying to the world over there that hey we are actually putting support not only financial support in Israel but sort of like um, a philosophical belief in what they're doing and their right to exist as a country. To me, that is a perfect example of the entire Trump administration uh, kind of philosophy and uh, basically a good example of how almost everything they've done has been. Yeah. they. It's all symbolism. It's all bullshit. It doesn't accomplish anything. It's all just kind of like, look what we did. You know what I mean? That's like supporting the Confederate statues, claiming, starting a space force, right? Yeah. What's happened with that? Nothing. He well, there's like, this is a thing. series on Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Employed a lot of actors. The, uh, he, he, uh, big show, all bark, no bite for, with Trump. Okay, so what about the, and I don't know if the, how much I Also, I don't know too much about the foreign policy. This is probably my least educated issue. Yeah, and in terms of the, um, the deal that hero Jared Kushner struck <laughs> uh, between uh, UAE, UAE and um, Israel and Bahrain and... I don't know anything about that. I mean, he basically... They basically created a deal that is, by a lot of people's estimate, one of the most powerful Middle East 
very powerful, tremendous. When the when the better sort of steps towards peace in that er, in that region, that and that's peace just, between who? Well, first of all, between uh, all of our allies who were not really that fighting that much in the first place. Yeah, but, but UAE, right? Who were they going to war with? Well, they were uh, on some level they were just linked to the Muslim world writ large and the block of Muslims that have a tendency to think that everything Western is evil. Okay. Which is a real fucking thing. Like as someone who was in Egypt in prison for fucking 48 hours. I mean, sure. It's, it's, um, I don't entirely disagree with the idea that, uh, Islam can be at its worst, a very dangerous religion because it's still predicated on a very ancient religious belief that is fueled with a lot of a lot of hatred towards America and what America represents. Maybe I sound a little bit like an old fucking geezer saying that, but I I, I, th- I agree that religious fundamentalism breeds violence in a lot of cases, but I would say that the Middle East's hatred for America is a lot more complicated than just like this is what Muslims think. You know yeah. what I mean? It has way more to do with like our past century of fucked up uh, foreign policy of like just literally going in and bombing weddings full of innocent people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Even under Obama, bases, yeah. like drone striking hospitals for no reason for like 70 years. And then we're like, it's the Muslim ideology. That's what they hate us because we're free. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, 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 of course they not. They hate us because we fucking killed their cousin and their aunt. Yes. You know what I mean? They yeah. they have direct family members who are dead because a U.S. plane flew over. Yeah. And then there's the idea that a lot of Muslim countries, and Iran is one of them, doesn't, they still don't want to recognize Israel as a country. Sure. Uh, and the fact that I think under the Trump administration, the argument for them is we're really the first administration that stood behind that idea that Israel's not only a country now, but will always be a country and it's time to let go of all the bullshit antiquated beliefs about religion. That's holding people back from making deals and and expanding the science and everything else. So what are, how is Trump the first administration that like backed Israel? We've always backed Israel. Yeah. I mean, Obama was, was pretty, Obama was pro-Israel. George Bush was pro-Israel. Obama Israel. wasn't that pro-Israel. He didn't cut the funding. He, he did. didn't do really. He, he, yeah, he did. He did okay. for sure. Um, Not in any meaningful way. That yeah, I mean, hurt, I Israel. Mean, yeah. And the other thing you could say about the Trump administration is, under the Trump administration, we have not been engaged in a war which has not, which is other than the many wars that we're already in. Yes, but we haven't gotten out of any wars. Are we still in Afghanistan? Oh yeah. We are? Mm-hmm. There was oh, another Trump surge. Uh, the, <laughs> Trump he put, surge. He put more troops in, and this is what they always fucking do. Yeah. These fucking military hawks in Congress, and we don't hear about it because we've been in Afghanistan for so long now. Yeah. I saw a picture the other day, and it was two generations. A dad who went to Afghanistan for uh, the George W. Bush administration. Yeah. Now his son that he had while he was fighting in Afghanistan has gone over during the Trump administration. Interesting. That's how long we've been over there. Why? And you never hear about it, yeah. Never hear about it because it's just commonplace. It's just something we do now. And same same with Iraq. We're just so entrenched there that we're not really engaged in conflict in Iraq, but we're basically 
And, there. and this is what we do. Like, this is the political game, the political fucking football game. We had a troop surge, which was, um, I called it a Trump surge earlier. <laughs> we had a troop <laughs> surge and we went up to like something like 7,000 troops in Afghanistan. And then we went back down to 4,000 and they claim a political victory. Look, we're pulling the troops out. Yeah. We're pulling the troops out. But it's really, just, it's just like a yo-yo. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like a guy it's who's optics. trying to lose weight. Yeah. It's sort of like they, they say something, look what we did. And then when they bring them back in, they don't tell anyone. Yeah, exactly. So you have to really keep your, your ears to the ground to find out what the fuck is really and going on. And who has time to keep your ears to the ground when there's so much other bullshit going on? Yeah, domestically. So in terms of the foreign policy, again, that was one of those things where I felt like... Um, I, the the story about the girl who died oh i don't know enough about that story i didn't know about it but that felt a very emotional that felt like classic emotional manipulation and i was like this is kind of a strong moment that makes the democrats look bad for sure if what, you're a Republican. what is the story again repeat it again i don't know not know if uh, i don't know anything about it beyond what i heard in the debate but essentially um literally what did he say what did he say so the generals came to obama biden and said, we have a chance to go in there... And save this and girl. And save this girl who's a hostage. And they were like, let's hold off for now. We'll do it a little bit later. And when they finally went in, they missed it by two days. And she was, like, tortured and killed. Yeah. And they're like, this is on you. But then uh, Kamala hit back and he was like, okay, well, when you killed Soleimani for basically no reason, that caused a retaliation strike, which led to our U.S. troops getting brain damage which of course trump said something callous and stupid about yeah he's like, so they, it's like they were already dumb yeah they were already stupid i was so smarter than all these guys Anyone so goes um, overseas to fight in a war is dumb <laughs> so yeah. what now the salmani thing it's again it's fun to do the trump voice it's so it's, fun because you just gotta like, push your lips uh do you think that the salmani strike was necessarily so terrible i don't know enough again i don't know enough about you could talk to some people and they'll go, oh, this guy was, he was actively, in the, and what Mike Pence said is he went to Baghdad to arrange killing Americans. That was like the point of his trip. Eh. Now, is that true or not? Who the fuck knows? Probably not. We don't not. know. And that he was responsible for deaths of thousands, maybe, Americans, and I just don't know enough about it. It sounds like if that I, was the case. I feel like when they say he's responsible for the deaths of thousands of Americans, they're kind of like giving him umbrella credit for everyone who died yeah. because he is a high-ranking official in the Iranian military. So basically, like, everyone who is killed as a, like, uh, ripple effect uh -huh. of the Iranian interests in the Middle East, they're counting that as someone he's killed. Like, I don't think that he has directly done anything. I, I don't know all the details. Yeah. He, he may have been a bad dude. But I do know that that was like kind of a direct assault and kind of seemingly to me an attempt to start war with Iran, which would be a bad thing. You thought that was an attempt to start war with Iran? Yeah, that's, Iran? What, that's what they want. To me, the Trump administration and all of the neoconservative war hawks want war with Iran and they've wanted it for a long time. Yeah, because the argument that you hear a lot about the Iran deal was that they were given pallets of cash to do whatever they want and they were told like oh we're not going to make nuclear weapons right and then they just went about making nuclear weapons for the next 10 years and the trump uh, the obama administration did nothing about that and just let it kind of go unbridled 
until I guess right now. What evidence do we have that they're making nuclear weapons before the Iran deal was bailed on? Uh, again, like it's almost like back to the idea with Saddam Hussein and, and mep- weapons of mass destruction. There are quote unquote intelligence reports. Mm. Who kn- I I don't know. Like I, I yeah. I'm not privy to this shit. Me I'm neither. not in the Pentagon. I don't know. But this idea that I know um, I don't trust the government. Yeah. To fucking make that decision. And it's also one of those like wag the dog things. Like okay, Soleimani maybe for the optics that we are a powerful country for the rest of America. This this is a good optical move, even though ostensibly it's pointless because there's still going to be an Iranian government who still oppose U.S. and now even more so. I agree that it was an optical move for the Trump administration so that they could use some weapons and feel powerful. Yeah. So, so that they could anything. claim a win on Fox News and the conservatives would eat it up. Yeah, and they and because most people, I mean, look, we're fairly educated. We listen to shit. Sure. And yeah, we, listen we to shit. still don't <laughs> we listen to shit, guys. I don't know. If, I don't know really <laughs> read Twitter once a day. And we we don't know the Soleimani thing, like how legit that fucking attack was. Obviously, it was Osama bin Laden, which is the closest corollary we have. That was such an easy thing to kind of like. I mean, he's the nine eleven guy, right? He's a nine eleven guy. Easy Soleimani is the what guy? Pickens. Yeah. yeah. But Trump Pence did have a make a strike here when he talked about how Biden had publicly opposed the attack on Osama bin Laden. I don't know if that means anything, but it was one of those moments where you're watching it where you go. Okay. My understanding is that, like, we haven't really been at war with Iran at all over this past thing, but Soleimani, they're saying, had influence in the various armies and terrorist groups that we were fighting. Yeah. And so it was, like, all indirect. Yeah. But that he was, like, a like a puppet master. A puppet for Hamas and, and yeah, all that like, shit. Yeah, uh, like... So... So, you know... I mean, I do think that that was that was another one of those instances where it felt like she was a little bit of her, her death. Talk about foreign policy again, not her strong suit. And Mike Pence just did his sociopathic Norman Bates kind of like. By the way, Norman Bates—that's the next subject we're going to talk about. Um, calm thing where it's like, oh, oh, you. If only you knew how much I knew about what good we're doing for the world. And if he you're is on so his. Creepy. He is creepy. And also, like, let's be honest, like, he's a pretty good fucking debater because measured and creepy is very effective. And one of the things that you'd heard a lot about- Yeah, stern conservative father energy. And that kind of like, you know, like the, oh, little, the mild shake of the head. With the, the mild little, shake of the head, mm, the stern yeah, I knowing. Look, I understand you want to be gay, son, but- let me just tell you something. We're you're going to go to, to the fucking camp go to hell. Gonna yeah. Put, <laughs> they're going to put electrodes on your nipples and shock you until you're God, I wish that she'd came after him for being part of like conversion therapy. Yeah. He was so behind that why shit. Not, why not just dunk on him? Be like, oh, this is coming from conversion therapy guy? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that, Mikey. Yeah. She called him little Mikey. Oh my God. <laughs> and and we'll get to, we'll get to the fly moment. In a bit, sure, but because that's really interesting, and I and I and I do find it very funny that a lot of liberals kind of hop hopped on a sort of pseudo religious bent with this because they're like the minute that we start talking about systemic racism and how he basically said systemic racism is a lie, which is sort of what his talking point was. Hilarious. The minute he said that, a fly landed on his fucking head, and historically, flies represent the fucking devil. 
They do. And there are some smart liberal people. Also the red eye. Oh, yeah. He had like a, a, a pink eye. He had like a pink eye, the fly. The pink eye and the fly. The pink eye, fly guy. Oh, here we but, go. I'm asking him why. Oh, shit. Making me cry because the foreign policy is a lie. Oh, shit. Tommy's going to be dropping his album soon, yep. man. So when the fly landed on his head, and of course, all the Republican people, because I was trying to listen to everyone across the board and see what they had to say, they're all saying like, obviously Kamala Harris was losing because all Twitter can talk about and all the liberal media can talk about is the fly. That's all they talk about because he's losing. He, she's losing, so they got to fucking harp on the fly. And the fly didn't mean anything. Right. But it did make me think about Norman Bates. Because remember when the fly landed and Psycho landed on Norman Bates's hand? He was like, there's a fly. I'm not going to swat it away. They won't know anything about me. They won't know how psychotic I am because they're going to see how gentle I am. And I won't even kill a fly. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a bizarre moment that the second he said, there's no systemic racism in America, the fly. Play the audio on this a little bit. This presumption that you hear consistently uh, from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that, uh, that America is systemically racist and that, as Joe Biden said, that he believes that law enforcement has an implicit bias against minorities uh, is, is a great insult. Right there. To the men and women who serve in law enforcement. It landed on, it's a great insult. <laughs> Do you see the uh, Biden campaign is selling fly swatters on their website right now? That's so funny. (laughs) I mean, look, at the end of the day, these debates are about things like that. It is a circus and it's entertainment. And if you can capitalize on the one thing to distract, because it seems like, let me put it this way, and we'll we'll get through the rest of the debate. But I will say that if MSNBC, which you will admit is a very left left-leaning liberal organization it is corporate left yes yes um <laughs> if M- msnbc says it's a draw yeah the feeling is fuck it'd be awesome i if agree it was, if, i agree if it was with a that slam, if it was a slam dunk everyone wanted it to be a slam dunk it feels like it should have been a slam dunk Pence is slippery because it's like my impression of him is always as like benign, boring background. And then he gets in the debate and he's kind of, he's slippery. Like he kind of holds his own. He's a good counter puncher for what it's worth. Yeah. And uh, And he's very measured and he's very consistent. And his his tone is always like a little bit like. You never really feel like you're catching him off guard. It's kind of like. Tucker Carlson has has mastered and oh, like that guy's fucking unwatchable. My dad loves him; it drives me crazy. But he has he's mastered this. Like I'm so confused about what's happening right now. And he's like every time he talks to some liberal, his mouth is a little bit open. His he's got the Leonardo DiCaprio furrow. And he's just like he does. What do you? I I'm so confused. Like systemically racist. What? How did? What do you mean? Trump is a liar. Like yeah. he just everything is like. So let me get this straight. It. You think that. Police officers in this country are racist and bad for killing unarmed black people. <laughs> oh, and he does. He his mouth is just like, oh, what? What? It's like Tim Robinson. I think you should leave. What? He, that would be a great. 
dude, a fucking Tucker Carlson parody would be hilarious. That's what we know. <laughs> so, um, there's something about how measured and consistent he is that works well in this form. And, you know, people forget that Mike Pence, before he was like Mr. Stately, polite politician, he was a radio talk show host. So he was closer to Newt Gingrich and he was he was saying some pretty fucking inflammatory things on the radio. Like he was not a shock jock, obviously, but he was out there espousing pretty fucking strong points of view mm. consistently as a radio guy. So he is trained in this arena in a way that people don't realize. And then like Kamala has the prosecutor experience, but I think it's a little bit different when it's uh, entertainment based. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Trump has reality TV, Pence has radio. There is something to the showmanship. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Being at least adjacent to entertainment that translates well to TV. Yeah. Because you want people to feel comfortable. Like you want, you can look at Mike Pence and hear him talk. If you're not really paying attention too closely with him, you can be like, oh, and then want to take a shit because he just relaxes your bowels a little bit and is sort of like breathy kind of like, voice that doesn't really change and like i just know so much about the world and it's almost like a yoga teacher when yeah. you talk to fucking yoga teachers and they're spouting their fucking bullshit you can just be like wow he sounds so together like how can he be so wrong and and i'm gonna go back to a court case i was in i got hit by a car i went to a brief coma which is a real thing a brief coma for like six hours hmm. and um I went to court for it, right? And I had a, a Skype mediation. I was in New York doing a play, and this is in LA. And when the guy who hit me, who clearly saw me, and he took a turn, and he fucking ran, I was on my bike and yeah. he, with his fucking pickup truck, and he knocked me out. Um, first, he said he saw me, and then later on during the mediation, he said, and I was just like, I was rolling my eyes. I was like, at one point, I, like, I left the fucking Skype because I couldn't just sit there, mm -hmm. and I lost. Yeah, and the reason I lost is because obviously that looks fucking terrible, and right, right, I right. it was just so hard to sit there and be unflappable when I'm hearing this guy clearly fucking lie, and I'm hearing all these lawyers say all this fucking bullshit. So Kamala's in that place where she's feeling like this motherfucker here. Yeah, she was, she was doing the faces. I would have too. I know, but it doesn't look good. I guess not. The faces don't look good. The faces just look like petulant and i mean i think and like all mike pence would do would be the little like the little smile and the little the gentle little head shake mm, 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 mm. and kamala would do the head shake but then every once in a while she'd do and she'd do like an eye roll or a sigh or she'd kind of like laugh and i just think that would like that the laugh stuff would look kind of bad because in a way it would kind of read like she was busted or caught or didn't have an answer and the laugh it didn't serve her in a way that I think maybe she thought it would because yeah. the rest of the country is going to be looking at that going like... I mean, yeah. Biden did a lot of laughs. Yeah. Yeah. He, they, they both have a little bit of that, like, the Joker smile and the Joker laugh going on. Um, it's hard not to laugh. I know. Because it, it's it, like, if, if a dude is just straight up lying on you, I know. it's... What do you do? Now, do they have a... Do they have, like, a Pinocchio score at the end in terms of... Who told the lies? Who told the biggest lies? I don't know. Uh, the one thing that's weird that I don't fully understand is this, like, Democrats packing the court. Okay, yeah. 
That seems weird, and they totally dodged the question. And yeah, I don't, I don't really understand. Both that. Biden and Kamala dodged the question about packing the courts. Is it something? Is they that f- even possible? Yeah, because there is no mandate. There's nothing in the Constitution that states the court has to be nine people. As a matter of fact, at there are points in the country where it wasn't nine people. Why haven't the Republicans done that then? Um, Well, the argument is if the the Democrats do it, the next time the Republicans will do it. Well, I'll tell you why the Republicans haven't do it. Because the Republicans, despite all their crazy bullshit, they also do have this idea of like, let's keep things the way... The whole thing is like, there's a tide coming that scares us where gays are getting married, where people are changing gender, where abortions are on demand. Yeah, but if they pack the court, they could like... Yeah, do but, that. But the nine Supreme Courts, which I believe was since the '60s or maybe '50s, uh, it, it still represents when America was "quote unquote" great again. Like, well, you can't go against what we have set as our tradition as robots in this community. I so guess. I feel like they just don't. It is a progressive idea to change the number. And I, I guess what I don't understand about that is, as much as it fucking sucks to to lose Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the on the court um the idea that the threat that we're gonna now add 10 or 11 i guess the number is up to 13 justices why stop at 13 well then the argument is like if if the democrats go okay fine we're gonna make it 11 then next time then the republic is gonna add two because they're losing and it's again you do the slippery slope argument crazy so why doesn't Kamala Harris or Joe Biden say that's not what we plan to do. Maybe it is what they plan to do. It seems like what they're saying is they're planning to do it, and I don't think that's anything that has real traction in America other than maybe a small fringe group of far-left people who believe that might be a good idea who are so terrified about Roe v. Wade being overturned. So that to me was, again, not a miss, but... That's, that was a loss to me. Yeah. I was like, this seems sketchy. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, that for sure. Neither one of them did not. It would just seem like the easiest thing to go. No, that's not what we want to do. We want to make oh, sure. Oh, it seems like very much that's what they plan to do from yeah. both debates. Yeah, and also, and again, the filibuster is one of those things. I think it's similar with packing the court. The filibuster well. should be changed. Why so? Because it's being abused. It was never intended to be used the way that it's being used. It's just being used to prevent any laws from even coming down to a vote. It's fucking ridiculous. What was it originally for? It was originally used for, so that small, underrepresented states could block something that would harm them irreparably, right? Was that the idea originally? Not block something. It, you could use it to, like... <coughs> excuse me. COVID. Yeah, I was choking on my own saliva. Uh, a fly just landed on your head, Tommy. Was that really? Mean? No, I'm just kidding. All right, so my understanding is that you—it was just like you were allowed to talk as long as you could in order to get your point across about why something was bad, and yeah. until you seated the floor, you had it. But now it's being used in a different way, where like you don't even really have to do that, but you can almost block something indefinitely. I, Even when you're not talking, I I actually don't fully remember the details of why it's bad, but I remember looking into it uh, probably like a year ago, and the way that it's being used now, and the frequency with which it's being used now, 
under like the McConnell era is never been done before in mm. the history of the country. Yeah. And it's being used to uh, essentially stop any progress. It's on only anything. in the Senate, right? Only in the Senate. Yeah. And it's just fucking ridiculous. And getting rid of it would only be a good thing. Yeah. Although, I mean, there are lots of cases of Democrats using filibuster to block Republican laws. I think that's Ob- true. Obama famously did that. Bernie Bernie was against getting rid of the filibuster. He's pro filibuster. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a Warren idea to get rid of it, but I, I tend to agree with her on that one. And so the idea is basically like there can be some law. If you have a, a Senate that is monolithically more one party, yeah. they can just run roughshod over the little people. But you can still do that if you have a supermajority. Yeah. If you have uh, 60% of the Senate, you can still do that. But we don't have a supermajority. We haven't for the past four years, so that's why it's being used so much. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so that's... That's a pretty crazy fucking idea. Because, again, we, if we end the filibuster, again, it's one of those things where I feel like, because we're talking about politics, right? And we're talking about human beings. So it's all they're all full of shit, and they're all playing political games. Like, let's be honest. Sure. If this except for was, Sanders. <laughs> except for Sanders, who's above and beyond it. I miss free, him free school. up there just calling everybody. Free school for everybody. Everybody gets free school. Minimum wage. I wish Bernie had leaned more into your all morally bankrupt corporate hacks. None of you guys even believe anything. You're just puppets for your donors. <laughs> just admit it. Just just admit you're all taking super PAC money and you just want to be like a famous celebrity who makes a bunch of money and you don't yeah. give a fuck about the country. And that I mean, super PAC is a perfect example of one of those things where most Democrats, they go, we don't want to do this. But since that's the policy, we're going to fucking do it. Right. Like, no, it's terrible, but you want to give us how much fucking money, George Soros? You want to give us so much? We have to do it or we'll just get, we'll lose. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the only thing I feel about what happens with politics in general. Every party bitches and moans about a system in place. Every party? You mean the only two parties that we're allowed to vote for? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Chocolate and vanilla fight all the time. And I feel that um, what happens is... If the Democrats say this sucks is terrible, but we gotta get rid of it, uh, then when the Republicans come and they go, they're in the same situation where they want to get rid of it. The the Democrats fight. perfect example, obviously, is Supreme Court nomination. Because let's be honest, if it was the last three months of Obama's presidency and um, fucking uh, Clarence Thomas had passed, mm-hmm. they would have, and they had it majority in the senate they would have absolutely pushed through to get a liberal judge on the court yeah, they would have probably. done whatever they would have done whatever they could i mean they obviously tried to do that with merrick garland and well, the let's, reason- let's not say three months let's not change it the last month okay yeah same thing i think same thing i think obama would have done that and the idea that they would hold themselves to some higher moral ground oh this is just not right like the democrats would have lost their fucking minds if obama didn't t- try to put a pro-choice judge on the court if Clarence Thomas went away. Yeah, maybe. But I don't know if we would have. Really? Th- I really just think we kind of roll over and just take it. <laughs> we There is the right party and then there is the diet right party. Mm. You know what I mean? Like like Obamacare, we, we literally did every possible thing we could to make it appealing to the Republicans. Yeah. We put forth a Heritage Fund Mitt Romney health care plan 
that was essentially created by the insurance companies. And you know how many Republicans voted for it? Not one. Wow. Not one. Zero compromise. And like when Joe Biden says that he's worked across the aisle on multiple occasions and he knows how to bring people together, he has only done that to pass right wing legislation. Like the crime bill in 94. Yes. He has worked across the aisle to get stuff done for Republicans. Like to stop busing. Yes. Not <laughs> for the left. He hasn't brought the right to the table to get left-wing stuff done. He has mm. brought l- the people on the left to get right-wing stuff done. Yeah. So every time Joe Biden works with people across the aisle, we're losing. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think it's one of the situations where the records of both Kamala Harris and Joe Biden can very easily be used against them. If, if you're on the left, if, you're, if on, you're on the right, you should be happy. Yeah. I, think, I think the idea that if you're a moderate Republican, you should be stoked with Joe Biden. I kind of agree with that, too. I, I don't know why there aren't more moderate Republicans who are like, okay, we know Biden, and yeah, I can get behind Biden. I think uh, if you're talking about Congress, Congress is just like too far gone. Yeah. It's completely... They're under. They're enthralled to Mitch McConnell's policy. They're completely under the spell of partisan bullshit. But if you're talking about, like, voters, I think there's a decent amount of, like, especially under 40, mm-hmm. like, moderate Republicans under 40 who might vote for uh, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Just people in the middle. Or they won't vote or... I don't know. I think a lot of people have had enough of Trump's bullshit. You think so? The base, no. The base is more fired up than ever because they're a bunch See, of zombies. My personal belief is this. If Trump had been indicted in the Russian thing, or Trump you know, passed or retired, said, fuck this, I'm going to Bahamas, or whatever the fuck it is, and he took off, and Pence was running the show right now, mm-hmm. I think the chance of Pence being elected as the president, even if he was president for the past year, is much higher than Trump because he would have all, he'd have the entire Republican Party, the entire Republican Party, right? And he would appeal to like a middle ground because I think he can dupe people that way. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you need like someone as fiery as Trump. Tough to say. Pence lacks excitement. He definitely puts off kind of um, more like a John McCain vibe. Mm-hmm. Not in terms of like their histories or their records, but more just in their temperament. Yeah. Of just like, I'm a solid conservative. Yeah. I I speak my mind and uh, I have good Christian values yeah. and I'm never going to lose and my cool. the country and blah, blah, blah. And he looks like his face could be on a bill. Yeah. Uh and we have been indoctrinated into a belief system of, of what a president should look like, too, which you can deny or not, but it is something that I think people go, he looks... Pre-. I mean, Mitt Romney, you know? Mitt Romney definitely... He you looks just like want a, a handsome motherfucker. Yeah. You look at Mitt Romney, you're like, eh, I like that guy of a guy walking around another country representing us because he's handsome and he seems like a nice guy-ish. Mitt Romney is a, an enigma. He... I can never... He's all. He's one of those guys. Like he's like. Uh, he's like Comey. He goes from being the enemy to the left to being the favorite of the left to the enemy, and now he's the enemy again because he. They were hoping for him to be the swing vote. 
not to elect Amy Coney Barrett, and he was just like, eh, that's fine. Yeah. But Amy Coney Barrett's going to get confirmed. I mean, that's not- I at least respect him a little bit for being his own man and occasionally dissenting. Yeah. I don't like him. I think what? I disagree with him on most stuff, and I mean... Well, he's dead, so, you know, whatever you think about him, it doesn't matter. Wait, who? McCain. Oh, I thought we were talking about Mitt Romney. Oh, Mitt Romney. Got it, got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah McCain, McCain I feel similarly about. Yeah. It was like, uh, he worked with Bernie Sanders to get health care for vets, so that was good. Not a big fan of most of what he does, yeah. but... He gave the famous thumbs down to not repeal Obamacare... But also Obamacare. I now, respect that too. Yeah, me too. I just lost my health insurance with SAG because yeah. SAG, although I w- was getting employed by SAG because I would make the minimum of what was like 15000 or something like that. Yeah. Um, they just raised it so it was, the threshold is like 24000 through that. SAG after jobs in the middle of a fucking pandemic. I'm going like, listen, fuck faces. I'm like eight grand away from that. I also I'm just not lost gonna, my health insurance. Yeah. God damn. It's scary. Here's a weird thing. The last time I lost my insurance- I didn't qualify for SAG insurance. I got so many phone calls from Obamacare people saying, hey, like, and I got on Obamacare. And Obamacare was pretty fucking lousy. And this is when they had the mandate or the tax that you would have to pay if you didn't have insurance for the Mm -hmm. money. And they've got rid of it, which my understanding is Obamacare is basically fucking dead. Like, I got phone calls from insurance companies that were not government insurance companies. Like, hey, we heard you have insurance. You can join us. For only five hundred dollars a month. Ugh. Like our healthcare system is so fucked. It's, it's so, fucked. so fucking bad. Yeah, and Obamacare has like really been crippled. So it's on its last legs. If it, obviously if Trump gets reelected, it's done. It's done. But luckily, he's got a tremendous plan. He's got, oh the plan is such a great plan. You have no idea about the this best plan. healthcare plan we've ever imagined. And I and it better me than because, any other country. Again, like I think she did lay into this, but I feel like she could light it. Sometimes I would. Swat, I wish we, she was just like, listen, you do not. Trump does not have a health plan. He is a pathological liar. He's saying that to trick people to vote for him. But he obviously has no. He's never presented anything. There's nothing on the website. It is a lie. Why don't you accept the fact that he's lying about a health plan? You don't have anything. Quit saying you do. Pence would just been like, well, fly. You know what? I know you think that, but God bless you. Uh, I know, I know. He's such a weirdo. God. <laughs> and uh, what was the last? I sort do of- wish she would say it more like you just said it, though. Yeah. It's just like I get so frustrated with the the decorum and like the because I feel crazy about it. Yeah. Like, I'm like so mad. I think <laughs> I get why people like Trump because I want someone to fucking yell at these motherfuckers. Yeah, or have some z- good fucking zingers. I felt like I felt like um, I can't remember what they are. I feel like should should research. Pence had a couple of zingers in there. He had a couple like pre-planned, pre-packaged zingers that were just like the "You're entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts" is so boring. Oh my it's god, it's boring but effective. I, yeah, but he's lying. Yeah. He's the one with his own facts. So it's like, (laughs) just makes me crazy. They're alternative facts. Now, what do you think about the other thing that became a huge thing, which talks to a bigger issue, which was the mansplaining, the interrupting. Oh, I'm speaking. Whatever. I mean, again, that was one of those things like... That's a big win for the girl boss feminists on Twitter, but... 
I don't think that it's like a major talking point. Because also it's weird because I look she at She held that, her own. She did a good job. I look at those debates and I go, people, it's what people do when they debate. Yeah. If someone says like, oh, da, 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 and then Bill likes to fuck puppies, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and just go, okay, speak now. Never wanted to fuck puppies. I would just be like, Bill likes to fuck puppies. I don't fuck puppies. You know, so it's almost- I thought it was unrealistic to believe relatively. That I mean, when you compare it with the previous debate, I thought this debate was like totally reasonable and measured from both parties. Yeah, and I felt like Kamala, whenever she did get interrupted, she called him out on it, and he yeah. mostly respected it. Yeah, I think I yeah I didn't think it was quite the thing. Like there was a lot of like, oh, I can't believe how many times he interrupted her and how sexist he was, and how and that was the thing. This is the thing that like really got to me was the whole like mansplaining thing because part of me is like to this day i still don't fucking get what mansplaining is i get that men can be a certain way like <laughs> let me there's a funny line in uh silicon valley where tj miller god rest his soul he's alive but you know <laughs> god rest his soul he he said ladies let me explain to you what mansplaining is you know it's yeah. just a great perfect example sure so i think that um it's a debate you're explaining things. You're a man. What the fuck? How the fuck is he mansplaining? What is he doing differently than anyone else would do in a debate with a man? Nothing. Nothing. So I don't get what the man's... I, I'm missing the the distinction of what a mansplaining is versus like a man <sighs> explaining something. It's just one of those things that... I mean, people on Twitter are just insufferable with and they're just going to kind of like there's different memes. Yeah. And so because it's like a woman versus a man, this is just one of the old memes that's going to get trod out and kind of like used. But I agree with you, it's a debate like what are you talking about? And it felt like with Trump and Hillary, you were just waiting. Waiting for the moment to go like you're a bitch you're just waiting for that moment yeah for trump to just say fuck you bitch you know it was like it was like it was there it was in the air it was thick in the air same thing with kamala harris you're waiting for the moment to be like you're a racist it was just like you're waiting for it and i could tell that she was waiting for a moment to calm out and being racist and again i felt like it was another miss because when she did kind of bring it up it was about packing the supreme court and she tied that into somehow being racist no he didn't hire any oh yeah like all the judges were all white which is like i guess a valid point but at the same time like i I just don't know valid i mean we're talking like over 200 judges that's over 200 i thought she said 50 she was 200 oh maybe i don't know all i know is like trump has hired a shit ton of judges and none of them are black yeah so but they're not all white i'm assuming I'll bet they're mostly white. Well, again, they, his, but that also goes cabinet. <laughs> yeah, that goes back to his thing of like mostly. If you look at the the numbers, the amount of people that are eligible to be federal judges that are conservative are probably ninety percent white. Sure, and they're all conservatives because they're all because mostly white men are conservatives. True. Which is why Trump was like, oh, I got a slam dunk with a white conservative woman with Amy Coney Barrett. You know. Uh, so, and how did the, so the debate, so at the end of the day, 
I look at the debate as a little bit of it doesn't really matter. I don't think. I think the polls were the same before and after. It won't. It won't affect anything. It won't affect anything. I think Republicans were hoping it was going to sway things back in Trump's favor. For both of these debates, uh, Trump needed a big fucking win, and he didn't get it. Yeah. So do you think there was what could have Pence done to have gotten a big fucking win? Nothing. Nothing. There he was no, no way. Chance. He had no chance. He all, all that could happen. He he could slightly arguably have a better debate performance than Kamala Harris. I think that most people, in fairness, do believe he had a better debate performance. That doesn't mean his substance was better, but he right. was just more consistent, more measured. He was doing less annoying things, except for calling on Belzebub to land on his skull. Um, yeah, I I feel like it was maybe a draw. It's, it's a draw. Pretty even. I think they both had moments that were like, okay, but mostly it was kind of boring. Yeah. What could have Kamala Harris done differently? Just slammed him a little bit more? Just Had maybe a couple been jokes? more like, just quicker and more lively, and yeah. more entertaining. I mean, that's like a, a completely absurd request, be more entertaining. Yeah. But, yeah. I think she did. I wish she talked a little faster. Yeah, yeah. She I kind of like, was like, I didn't like her delivery a lot of times. I agree. Particularly when the host goes, you have two minutes, and she goes, <sighs> It felt like she was trying to remember look. what she had to say a lot. It's like two minutes, like, sh- go like you're shot out of a fucking cannon, man. You have two totally. goddamn minutes. Say everything. Yeah. Calm racist at least four times. Calm sex at least seven. Like, you have so much opportunity. And Her you take and a- Joe Biden talk so fucking slow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it's not going to really swing shit. So was it painful to watch? We watched this whole time like this fucking sorry. And did you do a lot of the post show? Did you watch post show analyses? Uh, I didn't watch the the network analyses. You went on Twitter, didn't you? No, probably. I I'll probably go on YouTube and watch analysis from my my guys. I I watch. Uh, <laughs> who do I watch? I follow all these kind of sock them YouTubers like Kyle Kalinsky, David Pakman, Destiny. Uh, others. Yeah, I'm it's good. It's good content on YouTube. Yeah, there, there's. I'm going to be curious what John Oliver has to say about about this. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I like Seth Meyers. I usually I watch a lot of the closer look segments. Yeah, he does a good job. But Seth Meyers and I've talked about this with people as someone who's trying to understand the country and not go. Democrat good, Republican dumb or evil. Sure. Which was, when I was your age, that's all I thought, Tommy. And so I kind of want to fucking like really understand stuff. And I, if you put yourself in a Republican mindset, let's say you're just a guy in a fucking ranch in the Midwest and you don't know that much. You don't follow, let's be honest, most Americans, at least 50% of Americans don't follow politics that much. Totally. I'm like a political nerd, for you're sure. You're a political nerd, for sure. And and even you don't know as much as like the real real fucking political nerds, the David Backmans and the people who this is their job, right? Sure, totally. And then when you do know, you know, you get fed information from one side usually. Most of us do, right? Totally. So we're in our local little echo chambers. Something about these people who are, you're from the Midwest, you're you're farming all day, you're tilling. What's it? What do they do? Corning. What's the thing that people hoeing. do? On, hoeing. Hoeing and mowing. Hoeing and mowing. And fucking feeding, reaping, sowing, feeding cows and pigs that you're about to eat, hoeing and mowing and reaping and sowing from 
night until morning. Oh, that was good, man. I like that. Mowing and morning. I like that. That kind of In the barn with your bitch and I got a moaning. Oh, shit, dog. From the night to the morning. <laughs> so, uh, and you go, and you go, I'm going to have myself a Lone Star beer. Sit back and watch the little tube. And you you have a- Turn cat- on Fox News. You have a, uh, let's say it's <laughs> fucking 11. You've already done your Hannity and fucking did a- Your you, Hannity. You're like, I want, some, I want some yuck yucks. And so you turn on fucking Seth Meyers. Let's just say it's possible. I can't imagine this individual turning on Seth Meyers. That's the most hilarious Well, thing. maybe not now, but maybe there was a time when I'm people- I'm an avid. I, I, I love beer, trucks, and former <laughs> SNL Weekend Update hosts explaining politics. But didn't you feel like there was a time when comedy and late night TV and SNL didn't- Wasn't so politicized? Be, wasn't so politicized. I agree. I still think maybe like Fallon is kind of that. Yeah. Maybe Conan. But even Fallon, I think Fallon started off not being politicized and then he's like, oh shit, I gotta be political? Okay. And then he kind of changed. Yeah, but he's like mostly playing Okay, board games with celebrities. I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Okay. So for me as someone who goes, all right, let let me hear what Republicans have to say about shit, right? If I turn on Sean Handy, I'm going to want to like destroy my TV. If I turn Tucker Carlson, I'm going to want to destroy my TV. There are a couple people that I can kind of like listen to on Fox. I'm like, okay, you're just kind of a nerd spouting your facts. I can, as you know, I can listen to Ben Shapiro and go like, okay, he's a nerd and he's he like, he's the fucking biggest dork nerd, <laughs> biggest dork nerd. But I also look at him as a guy who, at least, he feels a little bit more, you know, like he can at least call out for Trump. He didn't. One, he didn't vote for Trump in 2016. He can at least... I, I believe him when he says... I feel like at least he has his own takes and he's yeah. not like just directly sucking on the feeding tube of the Trump media machine. Like Hannity is just like sucking oh, yeah. Trump's dick the with ghost no of, exception. The ghost of Roger Ailes' cock. Yeah, like <laughs> what a fucking cuck. Roger's balls salt is in his mouth all the time. So and Shapiro because Shapiro is like a conservative nerd, dork, Orthodox Jew Orthodox, who has who holds uh, to certain like values and social fabrics and stuff like that. And uh, he's upholding to a corporation because he's basically just doing his own podcast. He's right. running on his own money, so he's fine. So he has more credibility. Yes, in that respect alone. And you can listen to him and anyone who else is on Daily Wire and be like these fucking angry ass stupid unempathetic fucking nerds for sure mm-hmm. but at least i can listen to it and not want to like punch a goddamn wall right it's definitely better than fucking hannity so let me put the so as a as a as a liberal as someone who leans left i can listen to something and be like okay i can listen to it so let's say you're one of these guys who has a farm and you want to go and you're like i'm not necessarily hardcore trump supporter i've there are farmers who vote left and you go and you sit down Sure. And then you have Seth Meyers up there. And by the way, I've worked with Seth. I've done shows with Seth. He's really? been nothing but a nice guy. Seems cool. Uh, I hear nothing but amazing things about him as a human being. I like him. But if you're in the mindset of this guy, if you're in flyover country. He has he, a condescending style. It's very condescending, man. And I, I feel like, like it, though. And I feel like that is a problem. And that's how Kamala Harris came across to these people. I try not to be condescending when I interact with people. Or when I present my information, in fact, 
But there is a part of me that deeply resents the right. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh huh. For for not causing, but at least perpetuating so many of the problems and blocking so much of the progress. So when, because I've heard this same critique of Seth Meyers from a lot of people as a reason they don't like him. I like it. You like it. Be <laughs> condescending. I, I'm like, yes. It's my little pleasure, my little comfort food. But I guess the thing about, when I think about Seth Meyers, I go, you have a huge platform. Totally. And don't you think that part of your obligation with your platform, I don't know obligation is the right word, but don't you think one of your goals for your platform would be to reach out to people who may be undecided, who may be more moderate, and just kind of enroll them into this idea of like, here's something better. And to present Trump in such a way, like when I listen to David Pakman, uh, I feel like David Pakman's pretty fucking like, he doesn't seem condescending to me. He's pretty reasonable. I think he's very moderate. He, he doesn't go into, oh, this fucking idiot, this dumb motherfucker. He oh my God. accepts the Republicans in good faith. I believe that, yeah. In a so way he, that a lot of people do not. So every time I listen to Seth Meyers, I go, I go Seth Meyers, everyone that's watching you and responding to you is already part of the choir. Totally. You know, so there's there's not a single person who's watching your shit, your closer looks, and being like, you know, and I think about it. And if you are the fucking farmer who has Lone Star beer, watching TV, puts the fucking <laughs> microwave dinner on his belly, and you see Seth Meyers, like, hmm, these people in the flyover countries, like, oh, I'm a Trump supporter, I'm a fucking idiot. It's a little bit like, fuck you, motherfucker. And I don't think that people realized in 2016 this was happening that there was such a large swath of America that was. Being that felt like they were being condescended to, Seth and Trump was of, um, condescending too, but in his own way of like pandering to them. Seth does a lot of fact checking though, yeah, in a good way, like a John Stewart esque call out of yeah. uh, lies that is satisfying to me. Yeah, but do you think that John Stewart was able to? I feel like John Stewart probably. I don't know the numbers on this, but I bet you John Stewart had like a pretty fair number of people that were moderate and or Republican that still liked him. Yeah. He you was know? super fucking personable. Yeah. And uh, and he would do this stuff with O'Reilly. Him and O'Reilly, those debates were so good. Yeah. And they both... I mean, O'Reilly is entertaining. He's a great heel. They really played off each other well. Yeah. And, and Stewart, like... To his credit, he was brilliant politically in many ways but he also knew how to focus on being entertaining and funny and um and he never felt condescending no i'm well, sure he did to some he, people he was so self-deprecating yes that it kind of would offset any time that he would do that and uh and he always was like comedy first and uh politics second and he never acted like he was this important thing or like, yeah. like everybody kind of elevated him to this political commentary yeah, like he was god. The only, only place where you get news. And he would always downplay it. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm just a comedian. I'm just a comedian. <laughs> oh, who, me? <laughs> the most trusted man in news? Oh. Oops. Yeah. Sorry. But this is what I think and this is we should wrap this fucker up but yeah. when I watched the documentary Social Dilemma and it talked about how with the advent of social media how the left and the right 
sort of their belief systems were sort of it was polarized but it was very like the bell curves weren't that far apart and now with advent so now it's like completely spread apart so there is almost zero interaction between left and right in terms of, and that happened i feel like towards the end of john Stewart, i think that's part of why he left because he felt like the country is in trouble and i need to help so he left and he became much more of a political political ass. he's not doing comedy i guess he was going to do a, a tour with dave Chappelle, but it became much more he made that political movie he's done all these a political documentary and i think he kind of he wouldn't have john kane on john mccain on towards the end and he wouldn't have bill o'reilly on towards the end so yeah. i think that and i think that was exacerbated by social media and that's where we're at right now we're like i mean o'reilly was a fucking asshole but who o'reilly oh, of course but he was entertaining in the debates yeah um what it, speaking of unity the last question which was kind of like they always end the debates with some cornball fucking question about yeah. unity what do you think about that? What do you think about the Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Anthony Scalia friendship? Oh, well, we have our differences politically, but we should all be friends. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't... Look, this is what I feel. And we've talked about this a number of times. And again, I've changed my mind on this because of my family. Because, like, my joke, my brother's a cop, my dad's a Trump supporter, my mom's name is Karen, and my honky hat trick. Like, right. I can't live in a world where I look at my dad and think he's a bad guy sure. or that he's a stupid guy. I look at my dad and I go, he's a fucking mensch and he's better than 99% of Democrats out there as, okay. a, as a human being. He's just like a fucking, you know how many pieces of shit are in the world and you know how many of them are Democrats? The same number. Yeah. I will say that. The same number of pieces of shit are Democrats as are Republicans. In terms of, there, no one has a fucking uh, a monopoly on being a piece of shit. Okay. There's a lot of pieces of shit that are fucking Democratic. You know? These are emotional numbers you're citing, but... <laughs> well, I know. I hear I heard you saying. Are there polls of who's a piece of shit? But there's, just, there's a lot of like good people who are conservative. Yes. So, I have people in my family who are conservative. A lot of them have turned on Trump. Of course. Because, like, I mean, it's it's so fucking polarized now. It is. It's like, it's logo. Or if they did vote for Trump, they will never say it. So the thing I feel about it is this. Do I feel that their friendship was real? Yes, of course. Do I think that you can have, be legitimate friends with someone who has diametrically opposed political views to you? I do believe that. And I think I think the fact that we're in a place where that is anathema to some people that they can't even imagine that. And then people put on Facebook, if you fucking follow Trump or you know people follow, you fucking unfollow me and block me and all that shit is fucking stupid because there are 8 billion fucking people in the world. And that means there's 8 billion points of view. And if someone doesn't line up with your point of view, instead of like, block me, unfriend me, you're a piece of shit, fuck you, how, you sold your soul to the devil. It's like maybe the better move is to try to enroll them into something that's a better way. You know what I mean? I, I tend to agree with that philosophy as a broad concept but sometimes when it gets down to the specifics like like that white nationalist dude i'm not gonna stay like buddies with someone like that like if you're straight up saying racist horrible things and advocating for like kicking people out based on their skin color or you know what i mean that yeah. type of shit I, I just don't want it anywhere around me. I don't want to be associated with it. Yeah, of course. No, I get that. Yeah. 
And any anyone who's a Republican, like if all my dad, if my dad suddenly pulled me aside and said, you know what, it's really because I don't like the black people, he'd be like, oh, okay. But even then, I guess I would probably be like, when it's your family member, it's, it's like you try to give people in your family the most benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, a lot of times you grew up with someone or like you've seen a side of them that makes it impossible for you to just look at them through this one political lens. You know what I mean? I think that I think about my oldest brother a lot. Yeah. Who was a great old, old, he was a great oldest brother. He protected me. He was fucking jacked as fuck. Yeah. So nobody in school fucked with me. Part of the reason he got jacked as fuck is because he was bust to all black schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was beat up constantly and bullied constantly. Yeah. So, and to this day, my parents have regret over the fact that they allowed the busing because they were like, it made him a little bit racist. You know, mm-hmm. it made him, and not in a way that he would do anything as plain black friends. He's not like actively out there. Like he's not a proud boy. He's none of that fucking shit. Yeah. But it did just give him a little bit of that resentment towards um, feeling victimized by a certain group. Sure. And there's that's fair. That's fair that he felt that way, right? And as he became an ER doctor and started working SWAT and he saw more and more of that, it just became an ever-ending loop of confirmation bias of like, look at how everything that I hold dear is being infringed upon. And, and now, particularly as a cop, I mean, one of Trump's best points in his debate was like, Joe, name n- one police organization that supports you. And the truth, are, truth is, they don't. Sure. The co- I think every single cop, I think 95% of cops are going to vote for Trump, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, um, now for me to like, fuck you, Don, I can't talk to you. And like, like I would never do that because they know he's got a good heart. I don't know that he's damaged because I look at myself and because of Don, because of my brother Don, who was beat up and bullied, he started like working out like a fucking fiend in sixth grade and he became a goddamn house and he became like a scary guy. He was valedictorian in my school, but he was scary. No one would fuck with either of my brothers. Yeah, yeah. So I got to skate by, get unbullied and just walk around with a big dick and fuck a bunch of girls. So I was like, <laughs> it was like easiest fucking experience for me. You know, I had the perfect liberal <laughs> baby youngest child experience. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, I feel bad when I when I see my two brothers going back and forth. The Texas, like I said, my other brother, you would fucking love, who's like so goddamn fucking liberal. He's he's convinced, and this is the last point we'll talk about the debate. He's completely convinced that Trump is going to like hole up in the Oval Office with fucking bags of coke and machine guns and like Scarface. Like, I mean, no one's coming in here. We'll fucking see. I don't. That was the last question. Do you think that's a real thing? I think that's like silly. I know Bill Maher obsesses over it, but I think that's a silly concept. Part of that, I feel like the media has created. Like, I feel like Trump wouldn't have even had that idea if not for the media pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. But now I feel like he might because they've asked him so many times and he's every single time said the same thing. Like, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. I just can't imagine military leaders being like, yeah, well, we're, yeah. We're, lock- we're changing the locks in the White House. It comes down to the, what the military would do. 
But, I mean, can you imagine the drama of, like, generals going in and marching him out and throwing him out of the White House? <laughs> oh, be my God. Amazing. It'd be wild. And also, going back to the idea that Republicans in general are just fucking nerds, like my dad. Um, they're all fucking nerds. They're nerds. So, <laughs> nerds follow nerd rules, usually. And nerd rules will be like, we have to have a peaceful transition Donald of Trump's power. Donald Trump's not a nerd, though. No, he's well, he's also a Democrat up until like five seconds ago, really. Well, yeah, he's just a fucking... He's an opportunist. N- he's an opportunist, narcissist, little little uh, silver spoon yeah, boy. Yeah, he saw a vacuum and he, and, he, and, he, and he filled in with it. But I think that... um. The, the the Republican nerds are not going to allow that to happen. There's not a single. There's no other Republican. Yeah, I who agree. Is saying, I tend to agree. I agree Republican with Trump. Nerds. They're going to go. They'll, they may go through the Supreme Court, which could fuck us. But um, in general, they will do what they think is following the law. They're yeah. not going to. If they do it, they're going to. They're going to justify it through some bullshit. They're not going to get the Proud Boys on the list. By the way, real quick, I had a fucking weird Twitter war with a bunch of Proud Boys. Oh, yeah. yeah. How'd that happen? Because I just hate Gavin McGinnis. Yeah. And I was like, you guys fuck are a Gavin bunch McGinnis. of, you and your bitch tits, you're a bunch of, I was like, tell Gavin McGinnis, I'm going to fuck him up if I ever <laughs> see him. Proud, and I hashtag Proud Boys. Hashtag, you hashtag dude, Proud Boys. I fucking crazy, got man. all, they just came after me like, fuck you, you failed piece of shit. Like, <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Da, 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 da. Oh, I'll kick man. your ass. And I just, I engaged it with for a while and then eventually I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Clearly I'm unemployed. Let me just fucking delete this post. Oh, yeah, yeah. Twitter's a mess. Twitter's <laughs> so fucking toxic. You get railed no matter what you do. I just I just post my little jokes and, and with your little emojis. Stay in my little stay leftist <laughs> corner where everyone agrees with me. All right, so I don't know if that elucidated anything about this debate or not. Probably it's, not. Probably not. We're all fucked. <laughs> Trump doesn't want to do a virtual debate. He's like, no virtual debates. I refuse. Which is, I guess he feels that Biden's going to have teleprompters to help. I don't know what he's. Why he's refusing it. I don't know. I'm relieved. No yeah. more. No more of this. We've seen enough. Yeah, let's just fucking vote. How could you still be undecided? I just don't get it. Well, you could be like fucking, uh, what's Ken his Bone. Ken Bone. But for Ken Joe Bone. Jurgensen. What a, what a hero he is. Anyway, that's it. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Luckily, the polls are not swaying in Trump's favor. The polls are going more and more to Biden, which is like, it's good, I guess. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no world in which it's better to get Trump reelected. Even if some policies that Trump has, for the sake of argument, may be better for some aspects of America. He hasn't been uh, all bad. I think 5% of the shit he's done is like, okay. And also, if you look at like how you live your day-to-day, how most people live their day-to-day life, they're not really affected at the end of the day. You know what I mean? They just really, they don't really see it. Right. They hear it and they think that means they see it and they don't. I think we are all affected by our current economic system and the actual issues like healthcare and uh, yeah. the drug war and shit that people like Andrew Yang, Bernie Sanders are talking about. Why didn't fucking Kamala Harris or Joe Biden just say, I'm going to make a federal law that weed is legal. Why the fuck aren't they doing that? Well, they're saying they're going to decriminalize it. Yeah, but they should just make it fucking legal. First of all, totally fucking agree. I have a pending case in Utah for possession of controlled substances because I was busted with weed. Is that true? Yeah. I got busted with weed in North Carolina. 
Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. And I think like if maybe if they make it federal, <laughs> they're going to throw out the case. Hopefully. <laughs> Probably. I hope so. so. So you can't go back to Utah? I I had to fucking spend like two grand to hire a, a, a lawyer in Utah and like just take care of it. I don't want to go there. I want off my record. And they're That's like, hilarious. yeah, it's just like courts are all about money. They're all about, they're just yeah. about fucking money. They're like, you're going to pay me $2,000, I'll fucking handle it. It'll disappear. And you're like, all right. Our justice system is ridiculous. So, but I think that if he ran on like make weed a federal, federally legal would be fucking. Super popular, right? Super popular. But he's conservative. Biden, he mean? doesn't, he, in his heart, Biden doesn't agree with that. I think you're right. Nor he doesn't is, think it should be nor legal. Nor is Kamala Harris. And she was kind of, yeah. and Pence kind of called around that. Like you basically put so many black people in jail for weed when you were ag which is crazy to hear pence like parroting left-wing talking points of course i'm like what are you fucking talking about pence you would have done the same thing if not worse yeah of course you agree with but that. he's a republican so he can be like, hey lefty look what you did you did yeah. republican shit so anyway whew, we'll see Wild. what happens um i'm glad the world still exists and there are no riots happening right now and uh hopefully uh Hopefully the, the the polls keep swaying in Biden's favor. We'll see. Yeah. Any the, party the one, thoughts, Tommy? The one parting thought I will give is that the one concern on election night is the, the red mirage that all of the Democrats are going to vote by mail and we won't have our results for like a week, but the first results that come in are going to be pro-Trump. I think that's very possible. And uh, it might cause a bunch of proud boys to fucking shoot their rifles in the air. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yay. And by right, fun, guys. I mean horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging out. Bye-bye.